0: Welcome to the Fitness Talk Podcast. We are going to talk about all things fitness, covering physical fitness for people of all levels, emotional fitness and well being, and how this impacts on your health, and mental strength, preventing self sabotage to enable you to be the best version of you. I am Melanie Riding, your host. I am a business owner, a personal trainer, triathlon coach, swimming coach, massage therapist. NLP coach, and a nutrition advisor. Welcome to the Fitness Talk Podcast. Welcome to Episode 8 of the Fitness Talk Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about BMI, the Body Mass Index, why do we all pay so much attention to this and why should you ignore it and never ever mention it again let's find out today i want to talk about bmi Now, this has come up again because um, a new client of ours came in talking about um, the BMI, how they had done a calculation, and I rolled my eyes immediately. Now, I have mentioned BMI and how ridiculous it is a lot of times now, but I wanted to address it specifically today from a scientific historical point of view. So... BMI is derived from a simple mathematical formula and it was designed and devised in the 1830s by Lambert-Adolphe Jacques Collette, a Belgian astronomer, mathematician, statistician and sociologist. Notice none of those are anything to do with health. He was a mathematician, 1830. It aims to estimate whether a person was a healthy weight dividing their weight in kilos by their height in metres squared. But why did he create it? He created it because he was trying to work out a way to easily measure the degree of obesity in the general population. That was going to assist the government in allocating resources. This had nothing to do with being fat or not and nothing to do with individuals. So let's go through the reasons why you should totally disregard it. The person who dreamed it up said explicitly it should not be used in to indicate the level of fatness in a person. Like I said, it was to measure the degree of obesity in the general population in the 1830s. It's scientifically nonsensical. There's no physiological reason to square a person's height Um, and make it into a formula. It ignores waist size, which is clearly an indicator of obesity. It's physiologically wrong. It makes no allowance for the relative proportions of bone, muscle, fat. Bone is denser than muscle and twice as dense as fat. So a person with strong bones, good muscle tone and low body fat will have a high BMI. For example, if you were to apply the BMI scale Theory to rugby players. I think you'd find most of the international rugby players around the world would be clinically obese if you were to look at the BMI chart, which is ridiculous. So any athlete, anybody's fit, health conscious, that sort of thing, finds them class selves classed as overweight or even obese when they're actually not. It gets the logic wrong. Um, the website that defines it says BMI is a relative relatable indicator reliable sorry the BMI is a reliable indicator of body fatness for people. This is not the case. For example, I like this analogy. If I tell you my birthday present's a bicycle, you can conclude that a present, my present has wheels. That's correct logic, but it does not work the other way around. If I tell you my birthday present has wheels, you cannot conclude I got a bicycle. I could have got a car. Because of how he came up with it, if a person is fat or obese, he or she will have a high BMI, but as well, my birthday present doesn't work the other way around. A high BMI does not mean an individual is overweight or obese. It could mean the person is fit and healthy with very little body fat. It's bad statistics because the majority of people today and in his time in the 1830s led fairly sedentary lives and are not particularly active. The formerly, uh, this formally assumes that low muscle mass and high relative fat content It applies moderately well applied to such people because it was formulated to focus on them. But it doesn't give you the right answer for a large section of the population that are lean, fit and healthy. He also was a person that came up with the idea of the average man. That is a useful concept, but if you try to apply it to one person, you come up with absurdity of person with 2.4 children, average measure, blah, blah, blah. It's all ridiculous. It's lying by scientific authority. BMI is a single number between 1 and 100, like a percentage, that comes from a mathematical formula. It carries an air of scientific authority, but it's not at all. It suggests there are distinct categories of underweight, ideal, overweight and obese with sharp boundaries. That's ridiculous. It makes the more cynical members of society suspect that medical insurance, etc., etc., use the BMI to keep their profits high. Now, I don't know if that's the case, but I know that far too many um, areas of medical, um, the medical departments in the in certainly in my country, rely far too heavily on BMI as a measure for whether somebody is suitable for surgery why when i've just told you it's all ridiculous then that leads me to another one if you continue to rely on bmi i mean doctors don't feel like they need to use any of the more scientific, scientifically sound methods we'll just use this it's easy so do you should you rely on bmi of course you absolutely should not I um, like I said, it was a mathematical formula devised in the 1830s to measure rough idea of what percentage of the population was obese. It's not meant to measure whether an individual is obese. So I would like you just to completely disregard the whole nonsense. You have been listening to the Fitness Talk podcast with Melanie Riding. If you have enjoyed what you hear, please do follow us. And if there's anything you would like us to cover, you can contact us on fitnesstalkpodcast at gmail.com. Have a great day.